This is Randy Osborne with Worldview Truth, and we are discussing today um, a, a topic that is extremely passionate to me, and, and I have a guest on, we'll, we'll introduce him in just a minute, but I know it's also passionate to a lot of people. On October 7th, um, things have changed um, in the world like I personally have never personally seen in my lifetime. There was a horrific, horrific attack on Israeli soil that since the Holocaust um, has never happened in this manner. And um, we have on with us today, we have Luke Moon. He is a deputy director of Philos Project uh, to try to help us kind of sort through what's going on here in the United States. Um, as I have personally seen, and, and I know many of y'all have seen, there are um, protests, you know, you can call them rallies, whatever you want to call them, they're violent, violent protests all across the United States. Um, and it's not protesting Hamas, the people that, that committed this horrific attack. It is actually people that is protesting Israel because they're trying to defend their country and their nation. And this is what I'm struggling with and trying to figure out where this has come from. How long has this really been going on? Because what I can see is these protests are coming specifically from institutions across the United States. Um, now, are they coming from other places? Perhaps, but that's usually the source and the root of where these are coming from. And Luke, I just want to kind of get your insight on what's going on, um, how this has changed even your organization um, in the perspective of, of how do you deal with this. And I kind of want to do it in three steps. I want to do it as, as individuals, um, what can we do as individuals? Secondly, I want to kind of go into what can we do as organizations, even churches? Um, what, can, can, what can churches do? And then, and then what at, from a government, from a political level, what, what can we do to stop this? This is something that um, is getting traction in the U.S., and we've got to do something to stop it. Yeah. No, it's on the college campus, it has been a complete disaster. I mean, it was the the types of vitriol that we are seeing come out of the same people that claimed that, you know, triggering was violence, right? That if you invited a conservative to come and speak on your campus, that was that was pure violence. And these are the same people who are calling for from the river to the sea, um, from like, you know, Israel is genocidal. It's very anti-Jewish. There's a lot like there was uh, there was a scene uh, out of uh, Harvard uh, in which students were were blocking a Jewish person who was walking with they were blocking him with kafias, uh, which is the Palestinian kind of head covering thing. It's that kind of stuff that we're seeing all over the place. And students are there was here in in New York City where. I am right now at Cooper Union, uh, which is a, in one of the top engineering schools in the country. Students were locked in the library and the librarian told them, you can go hide in the, in the attic. Wow. I mean, 
I mean, just, wow. like, it's mind blowing. I mean, to think that, and to, to like not even have the, I don't know, the self awareness is probably not the right word there, but like the awareness of what that sounds like, like really, that's, and, and it really bothers me. Luke, uh, that sounds like something, that sounds like something, stories that I would read during the Holocaust what, yes, when the war was exactly. going on. Go hide exactly. in the attic. Wow. Go hide in the attic, yes. And there was actually, like, a, there was a subsequently a, like, a hashtag on Instagram, uh, something like, like, would you hide me? And, you know, it's, like, it's it really is quite startling. And to think that, you know, what part of what bothered me was was the the faculty's role in that complicitness, the institution, like the you know the DEI officers in a lot of these uh, these colleges and universities, the even the you know the the presidents of some of them were so let's say like suddenly they discovered free speech for one thing, right? Like there was, right, it was a right. it was sudden, like literally that was what uh, I think the DEI officer out of Harvard uh, like made the appeal. Well, the students have free speech. I'm like, really, didn't you just fire somebody for claiming that there are only two genders? I mean, like that's the kind of, you wow. know, I don't know, bizarro world we're living in, in which, you can get fired for saying there's two genders, but you can't get fired for calling for the extermination of the Jewish people in Israel. That's, that's unreal. That's, that's it unreal. Is unreal. And I, so I think, you know, as, as individuals, as individual, I'm like, as individual Christians, you know, I would, I want individual Christians to actually take some, take some ownership of this and be like, very clear about our support for Israel and the Jewish people, right? Just as, as people, right? Because, you know, I, I would love it if, you know, one of the things that is thrown at us um, by not just Jews, but a lot of people is like, oh, you know, the Christians were, were silent against the Nazis. When the Nazis were destroying the Jews, the Christians were silent. And there were a lot that were. It really, I mean, that's not an untruth. Right. Um, that, you know, the, in, in the part, you know, in the, in the time in America when we had slavery, there was a, that was a, another period of, you know, where, where I believe that we looked upon injustice and we were like, okay, we're just, you know, it's, it's just easier not to say anything and do anything about it. Right. And, right. and, you know, and the Crusades as well, you know, like I, I think of, you know, all the Christians who are coming out in, in support of, well, they're coming out in support of the ceasefires, what they're saying, but in reality, the ceasefires with Hamas. And so what they're saying is, Hey, go make nice with the slave owner. Hey, go make nice with the Nazis. So go make nice with, you know, the crusaders who are coming, you know, are, are surrounding your village. I mean, that would be absurd. And yet these are the same people that claim that, like, they would have been upstanders, right? They would have been the ones who, 
you know, in that famous picture of the uh, of the Nazi who, you know, there's the Nazi salute that everybody is doing. And there's one guy with his arms folded. Right. And everybody like be that guy. Right. right. And here is the opportunity to be that guy. And these people who are claiming that, you know, to to uh, to to want a ceasefire to me, they're not they're they're not being that guy at all. They're joining the pattern of the world, which hates Jews and hates Israel. Luke, do you think that it it's it's ignorance on a ceasefire, or do you think it's it's that they just um, are intentionally or do not know what happened? Um, you, you know, when I started seeing, I, I've seen videos. You've probably seen some of those videos. Um, some of them were 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 literally leaked out um, of what Hamas did. It's horrific. It's horrific. Um, Rumble um, actually banned my video. They didn't ban it, but they they demonetized it, and, and they've never demonetized any video I've ever done. But they had to, and I don't blame them um, because it was so unbelievably horrific what they did. And this was families. This is this is. Mothers, this is fathers, these are children, these are babies, pregnant women that they horrifically tortured. Um, one of the people said that, um, one of the aid workers said that 80, 80 to 90% of these people before they, they executed them, they tortured them to death in yeah. front of their kids. And, and it goes on and on. And I'm like, you want a ceasefire for that? I, I mean, what is a nation responsible for? It's responsible to protect its people. And, and if you're not allowing Israel to protect its people, then, then you would have to assume that you want the annihilation of the nation of Israel. Well, that's, you know, it, it, that's where I am being with people a lot these days is I'm being a bit probably harsher than I would have in other, I get you know, it. In, in other in other conflicts, you know, there was, I have, I have sat with uh, the co-founder of Hamas, uh, spent a couple hours talking with him uh, and met other people who are, who, who are members of Hamas. And now I think back upon those moments thinking, wow, like I, you know, basically I sat with an SS officer, right? Like that's how right. I view that, right? Like in my mind, I think the, when, I, I am calling people out. I'm saying I, I'm telling people that if you are calling for a ceasefire, you're a pro Hamas right now, because that's what it, that's who the deal is with, and that's it. That's good. That's right. I and and like and I think that is hard for people to swallow, but that is the reality. And so I want people to feel that reality. I think you know, as Christians, what we should be calling for is is a total surrender of Hamas and release of the captives, release of the of the hostages and any of the, you know, basically the the remains of the dead. Right. And right. anything less than that to me is siding with evil. And I think one of the challenges is that, you know, I'm a, I'm old enough to remember um, the, the the like the, the emergent church movement in the early 2000s, guys like Shane Claiborne and Brian McLaren, uh, you know, Rob Bell. And, you know, they were, they were kind of 
what I would call like neo-Anabaptists. You know, they're advocating for, hey, you know, Jesus was nonviolent, therefore the church, like that's its stance. It should always be promoting, you know, never promote violence, should always be nonviolent. Um, and that took hold in a lot of seminaries in America. And this, there's a generation of pastors that got taught some real mush. Wow. And, and I think they lost the ability to call out evil and, and what, and we're seeing the fruit of it is a very tepid response to significant evil. And when Christians are saying like giving kind of moral equivalency, uh, answers to, you know, we just, you know, we pray for an end to violence on both sides. No, no, no. We need to pray for an end to Hamas because they are the source of this violence. They are the source of evil in, in between Israel and Gaza. Israel and Gaza would have no conflict if it wasn't for Hamas or, or the like, or the other jihadi groups as well. I mean, it, it has, I mean, it could be Singapore. It could be the Singapore of the Eastern Mediterranean. Right. It has, I mean, Singapore doesn't have any natural resources. It gets, Singapore gets its water from, from, um, from Malaysia. And yet it's doing just fine. Actually, you know, the, the taxi cabs are Mercedes Benz. It's, it's, it's a, it's a thriving place. Right. You know, and, and, you know, I've, I'm told in my in my when I'm raising this issue with those the, those same pastor types, I'm told that well, you know, violence, like, you know, there's no such thing as redemptive violence, and and I'm like, well, yeah, there is actually, because that's that's actually how God dealt with injustice in the in in not only the Old Testament. But he also deals with that in the book of Revelation. That's right. right? Like that's right. It, it is, it is a the the way that over and over and over again that God deals with injustice is with violence. Actually, allowing the you like, you know, the book of Habakkuk is is one of my favorite uh, prophets because in Habakkuk he's he's crying out to God because of the injustice he sees around him. And God says, well, I'm going to send the Babylonians. And Habakkuk says, well, wait, 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 wait. That's not what I meant. I didn't like, I didn't mean that you were going to send them because aren't they like, don't they worship idols? Aren't they like, are, how, how is it that you're going to use like an, basically an evil nation to punish the evil in my nation? And, and God says to Habakkuk, don't worry, I'll take care of them too. Like, just like you know, like, and and Habakkuk ends with this acceptance of that God has a plan in mind. Uh, and you know, in, in, there's two kind of lines in there that I love. One of them is is where Habakkuk says to God, uh, "In your wrath, remember mercy," because uh, he's going to pour out his wrath upon the injustice that would, that that Israel was committing against its own people, right. and was going to use the Babylonians to do it. So it's like basically God saying, like, don't don't 
don't completely destroy your people. <laughs> like, be nice to us. And and uh, you know, though the it it's it, a loose paraphrase here. Though you know, the, though there's no you know grapes on the vine, there's no figs in the tree. Uh, yet I will trust you, right? Like if it's all goes, it's a total disaster. I'm going to trust God that you have a plan here. And that is like God, God address issues of injustice with violence. Right. And in the new Testament, he says, you know, that, that the state does not bear the sword in vain. Uh, in first Peter, it says, yep. uh, talking about the emperor says, um, says, the government is to punish evil and affirm what is good. That's right. And so, and so, and so, so the role for government is the is the punishment of the evildoer, and that is super significant, right? Because that's right. That's what that's what Israel is is doing against Hamas. And I would also add that in a poll in September 18th of this year. The Palestinians were pulled on support for, you know, Hamas for the Palestinian Authority, and 67% of Palestinians supported Hamas. Now, I've made this argument other places. If, if, Randy, if I was at your house and we were eating, you know, having a meal, and you in the living room, you had. Uh, you were you you had a table set up in which you were making a suicide vest. If I don't report you for that, I am complicit legally That's in, right. in the act that you would commit. Because yep. w when I I witnessed the evil that you were going to do and I did nothing, actually I'm legally complicit in it. That's right. Right, like That's right. you know, the person who drives the getaway car is like if there is a you know he he or she is 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 guilty of whatever happens in the in the like you know the gas stations you know robbed or something like that. Yeah, they they're accessory, and if somebody gets they, killed in Florida, um, yeah, they're they're um, they're charged with murder. Exactly. Even yeah. though they did not pull the trigger. Right. Right. They didn't put the gun to anybody's head. They're an accessory to murder. That's right. And they're charged that way. Now, I, you know, I, none of us, none of us want the death of children. And, but it's the, it's the children are used in this way, in the same way that rape and incest is used to try and loosen um, abortion laws. That's right. That's right. And it is, uh, it is a, it is a grave tragedy that children die in this process. Um, many of whom are, are, I would say they're all victims of Hamas, whether the bomb comes from Israel or from, from Hamas there that like Hamas is responsible for those deaths. But a lot of those kids are also human shields being used by Hamas. Right. That's and right. so I, I think it's a, it, it's, it just, I don't know, the fact that, that there's not more pastors, more Christian leaders that are 
being clear with their congregations about this this type of thing is like kind of shocking to me. It's like they, we talk a good game about principles, but I think a lot of pastors, and I, I've heard this is, you know, it's the same thing in the synagogues as well with the rabbis, is that they're really good with principles. They're really terrible with like having the courage to apply those principles to the real life situations. Right, right. Because as soon as you apply a principle and say, you know, the principle is this, and you should not like, you know, the principle is, is, oh, you know, uh, oh, do not murder or something like that. Okay. Now, how does, how does that work out in an actual situation? What is murder? What is killing? What is like, when does life start? When is like, like, like as soon as you begin to try and apply that to a, a real situation, then everybody's like, oh my gosh, you can't say that. Right. We've all seen the horrific, horrific images on television and on the internet and social media. Israel has lost 1,600 citizens, many of them children, women, babies. Many of them were tortured to death. And we as Americans want to know what we can do to help our Jewish friends in Israel. Number one is pray for the nation of Israel. Pray for wisdom. Pray that God will protect the nation of Israel. And then the second thing you can do is give. And we have a fund that you can donate to. It's on worldviewtruth.org, worldviewtruth.org. And we are supplying protective gear for the, the communities throughout the state of Israel. If you are interested in that, you can go to worldviewtruth.org, click on the Israel Fund donation, and donate whatever amount you're able to give. And we will make sure that every single donation um, will help supply the needs of the families across the state of Israel. You see, the soldiers are battlefield. They are away from their families. So we want to make sure that the families are secure and safe that are in the communities. Thank you and God bless. There is a big push, in, and this is also in religious um, institutions, it's in organizations, it's like, you know, uh, a two-party solution, two par or I'm sorry, two-state solution, two-state solution. Um, I, I'm hearing this everywhere. In fact, um, th this past treaty with... Um, uh, with former President Trump was a that was basically was in that plan. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what your thoughts are. It is from what I can tell, Hamas and and the Palestinians they have no desire to have a two state solution. Um, why would they? Because Israel supplying all their resources to them. <laughs> Why would why would they do that? Well, I, I think, you know, the two state solution, there was always a plan for a two state solution, even actually going back to the like the 20s. There was a right. There was, that was the hope was a two state solution. Um, I think the, the here's here's the 
the the challenge the challenge is and you know to my to our earlier point about principles versus application the principle is you want to give self-determination to the palestinian people that's 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 what you want that's sure. that's, that's in our interests it's in the israel's interest to give self-determination okay what does that mean in reality how do like how do you give self-determination and at the same time, not have uh, another election of Hamas or uh, like the, you know, the police turning a blind eye to an attack on Israel, right? So you have this tension between the desire to see a, like a, let's call it like a pluralistic, you know, Jeffersonian, you know, Republic sitting next to another pluralistic Jeffersonian Republic, right? Like everybody, I mean, why not? I mean, that's, that's, that's the ideal. Well, maybe it's the ideal, but it's like in the mind of the, you know, the, from the UN to the state department to, you know, administrations going way back long before any of the last four, this has been like the, the target, right? And years ago, Rainey, I did a, I was like, I, I, I took upon myself to like go and research all of the, let's call it the solutions. Okay. And the one state versus two state versus three state. I mean, like there, I, I can't, I found 22 different solution ideas. I mean, there's a one-state version that the Palestinians advocate for and a one-state solution that the religious Zionists advocate for. Right. Now, you can imagine those one-state solutions don't look anything like each other. Right. Okay? But all, both, both of them are using the term one-state. And the same with the two-state. And then there's the three state. I mean, really, like basically since 2005, there's been a de facto three state solution in reality. Yeah. Because Israel has a security arrangement with the Palestinian Authority for the West Bank. And they left, walked away from uh, Gaza. Right. And. So Gaza has been run by Hamas, doing its own thing, and the West Bank's been run by the Palestinian Authority. So, so isn't that a two-state solution already, that one? It's a three-state solution, yeah. really. Yeah. It's a three-state solution. Now, the challenge is that is so the Palestinians have self-determination in Area A, meaning they elect their leaders, they get to vote for them. Um, they're, they have a, they're, they're, they're handling all of their own security. Uh, they call on Israel when there's when there's like a terrorist that's going to undermine even their authority. They, no, they. I mean, basically, there is a there's an interim agreement that is, you know, was was signed. Basically, that was the Oslo Accord was the interim agreement that right. created this kind of like like in, in the, it's a de facto three state solution. Hamas runs Gaza. Palestinian Authority runs the West Bank. There's a security arrangement with with the Palestinian Authority, not so much with Hamas, but Hamas wasn't utterly destroyed because 
you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Okay, that's that's the framework up until October seventh. Right. Now, the all that like Israel is forever changed, forever changed. That's right. It will not go back to what it was before. Like, like more, like more than more than um, more than nine eleven was to us. Fundamentally different. Uh, I even I, as a result of this, have a. I, I mean, like I have to wrestle with how do I how do I look at Palestinians in general now, right? Because so many of the Palestinians are coming out in support of Hamas, right? You know, right. Randy, you and I fought neo Nazis in Florida together. Yep. And I, I, you know, to think that, you know, I can be kind of like palling around with neo Nazis. Like, why I would like, I wouldn't do that in Florida. Why would I do that in the Middle East? Right. Why would I do that in America? And that's, and that's, that's a challenge for me personally, my heart. I gotta, you know, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do about that. Cause I, well, have, Luke, it, I'm I'm concerned. I'm very concerned, um, and, and um, about the same thing that you're th- you're talking about because I've I've seen things that people that I thought were um, Christians, even Palestinian yeah. Christians, and all of a sudden when this happened, it's like, where did you just go? Right. Why are you? What are you supporting? A a you know, a, a godless terrorist organization. And that's what's yeah. happening. So I, I'm, I'm just scratching my head. Like, I don't know what to do with it either. I'm, I'm struggling. No, and, with I, that. and I think, I think it's gonna, it's gonna, like, we're all going to have to wrestle with that. I think like, and because, yeah, I just don't have a, I don't have a good pass forward right now. And I don't think there's like, it's, it's This is going to, there, there is going to be a lot of difficult choices that people are going to have to make as a result of this well, around the world. Let, let me ask you this from, from a, from an organization, from a organizations are going to have to take, start taking a stand. They're going to come and have to come out and be vocal and open about their support. Um, it, you know, I, I'm sitting there looking at, I don't know, 300,000 people, uh, Palestinians showed up at this at this riot in D.C. It wasn't yeah. a rally; it was a riot. If you saw all the all the destruction, um, you know. In fact, it it could be um, another January sixth, but that's another issue. So, what what do we 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 have to we the church has got to get involved in this. They have got yeah. to engage this in a major major way. There was a there. There's a saying amongst the jihadis, first the Saturday people, then the Sunday people. That's every right. Christian who is sitting in the pew or sitting in their home or sitting wherever, and they're thinking that, oh, this is just the Jews. Forget it. Forget it. I mean, there, there are only 700 Christians left in Gaza. We actually tried several years ago to help get those out because the situation was so bad for them. Wow. And and seven hundred out of seven hundred people out of two million, it's not even a. I mean, it's a blip. No, it's a blip. That's like a rounding error, not even a rounding error. Like in the in the hundreds, rounding error. Right. right. Like, and and that is like that's the dreamland. That's that's like to the to the to the to the Muslims, to the Uma people, the jihadi side. That's the dream. 
a land with no other people other than other than Muslims. Wow, protection. Right. And this is what we get. But that's not enough, that, apparently. No, and and the, the the like in in there are more Iraqi Christians in the suburbs of Chicago than are Iraqi Christians left in Iraq. Wow. And it isn't the Americans driving them out. We helped, you know, fan the flames, but it wasn't us. It's the Muslims who drove them out. It's the Muslims driving the Christians out of Bethlehem. Right. That's right. And, and it's, it's, we got to wake up. We got to wake up. They, like, it, this is not, it's not, you know, like uh, interfaith dialogue time. Let's talk about a political perspective for just a moment. And I, I would say it is on both sides of the aisle. I, you know, people might want to, want to, um, you know, argue that issue. It is. Um, there are people um, that are in at, at high levels at the federal level in our government that are extremely anti-Semitic. Um, there are, there are people that, um, very, very close and friendly in business relationships with Iran, um, mm -hmm. at a, at the federal government level, but let's back up to the people that we can affect the, the people that, that we vote for. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, this is one of the number, the top three issues that, that people need to look at before they support, um, a, a candidate in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, I used to, I would say actually, before, you know, before October 7th, I would have actually put Israel further down my list because it was like the support was like, you know, supplying them with the weapons they need and the, you know, being good friends to, to, to Israel. And, but, you know, after what I've seen on the college campuses and from the Hamas squad in Congress, it's, it's no, we need like I expect clear. It's moved way up on my list. It's way up there. And I think it's here's the thing we have to on, on the right, which I'm a I'm a I personally am a member of, of I call myself person of the right. Um, Philos is is uh, politically neutral. We're all over the place in as, as staff and in our organization. Right. Um, I the. Anti-Semitism on the right is I love Israel and hate Jews. And on the left, it's I love Jews and hate Israel. That's yeah, that's that's well defined. And, <laughs> and and the thing is, so what what I advocate for, what I encourage Christians or people, conservatives, people on the right to do is to make friends with Jews. That's good. And there's a lot of Jews who actually are conservative. They think like them. Uh, would vote like them. I uh, would be happy to, you know, have a conversation right. with them um, because you need to know that not all Jews are, you know, are voting for, um, you know, voting for uh, Tlaib and Omar, right? And yeah. AOC. They're not, you know, not all, not all uh, even progressive Jews are even the, you know, in, in the mind of uh, George Soros style, right? La like last 15 seconds. Cause we're, yeah. we're about to run out of time. Okay. Right. Tell me, tell me as 
one individual, what should the number one thing as an individual should we do right now? Uh, call up a friend, call up a, a Jewish person and say, I'm here for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, Luke. I appreciate it. This is Luke uh, Moon with, uh, he's a deputy director of Philos Project. Thank you so much. And I certainly appreciate your input. And let's, let's keep up this, this engagement uh, with, with this issue. Because if we, don't lo- if we lose this issue, um, I think we're going to ultimately lose our nation over it because they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. This is Randy Osborne with Worldview Truth. Till next time, God bless. Worldview Truth.